I suppose we could always start with a prayer, a very simple one. Lord, let me experience the joy of Advent. I guess we all like it when we feel that Christmas spirit. Something special brings us into an experience that warms our hearts and it focuses our minds upon God's most important moments in time and history. This is what we're after now as we enter into this season of Advent. We want to feel the joy of Christ's coming and His appearance. Is this an un-Lutheran thing to do? Can we simply, maybe just simply, grasp that doctrinal meaning of Christ's appearance and gain those joyful feelings by just hearing these words, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Can't we, in true Lutheran fashion, just talk doctrine? How about that fall of Adam and Eve into sin? And then we say, Genesis 3.15, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Are you feeling the Advent joy yet? Let's talk about the incarnation that God has literally, the Son has taken to himself our human flesh and blood. Hebrews 2.14 since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through their, the fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Are you feeling it yet? The substitutionary life of Christ under the law, you know, where we say he lived his life under the law. Let's talk some doctrine here. 1 Corinthians 15, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Galatians 4, but when the set time had fully come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem us who are under the law that we might receive adoption or full rights of sonship. And how about that word redemption, confirmands? You all know what that means, right? He is a propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. There's that word propitiation that they learned today in confirmation. I think they learned it, right? Okay. When we read the Bible, however, we discover that so much of theology really is something that it needs to be experienced. And most often it is something that comes to us through stories so that we feel more than even just the doctrinal facts. Who could not be moved by the story of Joseph? 
this young man who's sold by his own brothers into slavery in the land of Egypt. A man without hope, a man who's righteous, who does the right thing when he gets to Potiphar's house, who gets thrown into jail, who lives seven years in jail and never loses his faith and his trust. And finally comes to discover, as God reveals these dreams to him, he ends up suddenly going from being in prison to being the right hand of Pharaoh. And then his brothers come searching for food in a time of famine. And he says to his brothers later on, what you meant for evil, God meant for good and for the saving of many lives. How much better is it to take that story and to see in that that there's an example to all of us that faith and trust in God's ways and working in the end works for our greater good and that Joseph himself is a kind of a Christ who goes into the depths of sorrows in order that he might be raised to the very highest of heavens. You can see how it is that the joy of Advent is kind of rooted in that anticipation of the good news of what he would accomplish. How about that story of the Exodus itself where 400 years later these people are enslaved to Pharaoh and they're crying out in their misery. But who shows up who's been out in the wilderness for 40 years watching sheep talking to a burning bush and suddenly he's back standing before Pharaoh saying let my people go and God smites and destroys that Pharaoh who would hold his people in bondage and he brings them out and crosses through the Red Sea and delivers them out into a wilderness and feeds them for 40 years out there. Does that maybe tell us a little bit about what Christ came to do, our Redeemer who is going to take us from this death and, and this life into a life that is yet to come? You can see how it is that in a sense the joy of Advent, if we pour it into these stories, we begin to see that wonderful picture of what it is that God is intending as he sends his son into the world. Even in our modern day context, we can sometimes find books or movies that help us to maybe even feel something that our minds would have a hard time being able to produce out of facts alone. For instance, some of you might remember that Tom Hanks movie, Cast Away, where you can feel the desperation and the forsakenness and the hopelessness in such a way that it draws us out of pure reason into something more than just concepts or facts. What happened in that story? Well, a FedEx employee is in an airplane crash on his way to Malaysia, surviving on a desolate, and he ends up surviving, but he ends up on a desolate and uninhabited island and the space that they would have to be searching for is greater than twice the size of Texas. And there he is left for dead for four long years. And finally, in his desperate struggle to survive, is on a raft and he's finally found. Can we experience or feel something from these stories, from that story of Joseph and his brothers that might help us understand God's purpose behind suffering? Can you see a connection between what Israel must have felt when Moses suddenly came out of that wilderness to de deliver his people from bondage and to call upon them to leave that oppression of Pharaoh and depart for God's promised land? Maybe between that 
and the appearance of Christ to take us out of this world of bondage into the life that is to come. Even from that secular movie, Cast Away, can we capture something of the joy of Advent as we experience the relief of this Chuck Noland, who is Tom Hanks, as he is found adrift at the sea in total abandonment, we who are lost people have now been found by our God who comes to us. So the goal of Advent worship is not merely to experience pleasant feelings, singing Christmas songs. The goal is to have those feelings draw us closer into a deeper understanding of the wondrous teachings of Holy Scripture as it leads us to know the joy that we should have from Advent. To know the joy that comes from seeing the fulfillment of those promises that were first given to our first parents, to Adam and to Eve. That they who had fallen into sin, fallen into death, receive a message that there's going to be a seed from this woman who is going to enter into this creation and reverse the effects of death itself. The joy of anticipating that child's birth. We want to know the joy of Advent that comes from his appearance in the flesh, which is a sign and a proof of the absolute deliverance of God's people just like Moses' appearance was for those Israelites, that he is going to redeem us not just from some temporal human ruler. He is going to redeem us from sin and hell and death. And he's going to take us into this paradise of God. We want to know the joy of Advent that comes from realizing that we are lost and now he has come to us and we have been found. And so we pray, Lord, let me experience the joy of Advent. Amen.